0: How to talk to a narcissist so they listen and hear what you're saying. And don't fire you if they're your boss.
1: All
0: right, before we get started, down in the description below, you'll see that there's a link for this infograph. I think you're really going to like that. It's a handy-dandy quick reference visual aid to help you remember what we're talking about in today's lesson. All right, so let's say that you have a narcissist boss. We'll call her Natalie. Narcissist Natalie. And... You and Natalie were going into a sales presentation. Let's say that she's your sales manager, and you're watching Natalie go, and you're thinking to yourself, God, she- oh, I just oh. it done. It's done? Okay, pretty much a train wreck. So there you and Natalie are walking out of the meeting, you're walking on the hallway, and then this happens. So what did you think? And you're like, oh, oh, God, what do I say? What do I say? What do I say? You've already practiced delivering the LBNT. I love the LBNT to a normal person. It might sound like this. I think you did a good job. For example, I really liked the way that you presented. And I think that your energy and the way that you can clarify things is outstanding. I do, however, believe that if you added more specific benefit statements as you presented, I think that the client would see your vision more clearly and your sales would increase. A narcissist, however, tends to hear this. I think you did a good I job. I think that you did a good job. For example, I really but liked the way that you presented. I'm I totally and useless. To clarify things I am. I don't know what I'm talking about. You I know, this is not whatever. about you. Therefore, well, if, if I might as well be whistling Dixie here because specific I'm kind of dumb, you know, the couldn't possibly specific know what you know. Gosh, you fire me. I, I have, I have no idea what I'm doing here. I don't know. What am I doing here? Who hired me? Your sales I'm totally incompetent. That's what they hear. Okay. You don't want them to hear that. So style stepping with a narcissist is all about delivering the message that you believe needs to be delivered, but doing it in a way where they can hear it instead of tuning you out because it's not all about them and it's not what they want to hear. Here are four quick tips that can take that message that I just tried to deliver to the narcissist and transform it into a narcissist friendly message that they will hear and they will appreciate you as the messenger. Okay, Because remember, the goal is to successfully communicate with the narcissist, successfully, okay? To do that, try these four things. Number one, use honorifics. Number two, use labels and make your descriptions about the narcissist action-focused. Remember that it's us versus them. And number four, praise is for the active voice. Criticism is for the passive voice. All right, let's start at the beginning, honorifics. It is an impossibility that we can actually hear what somebody says, process it, get it right, and remember it all at the same time. We hear generally what people say. We process it, and then we remember what we think is important. Make it easy on the narcissist. Okay. Make it easy on them and start out using honorifics. Honorifics are going to be things like your majesty, your highness. I mean, that's what Andrew always uses with me. And I'm like, just the grand poopah will do. But here in the States, a simple, Sir, ma'am, Ms., Mr., Mrs., doctor, professor. Any honorifics that you can possibly put before their name will help you. Do not ever again, if you have an, if you have a narcissist boss, do not call them by name. Because what that does is it puts you on the same level as them. That is only going to cause you trouble. (laughs) Do not do that. Remember that the narcissists believe not want to believe, not try to create a world in which they believe they are on one level. Unfortunately, you are on a different mm-hmm. level. Everyone else is on a different level and that level is down there. So if you challenge that in any way, what that's going to do is speed up their self-talk. Remember that the average person talks at about 150 words per minute. We talk to ourselves at the rate of about 600 words per minute or more. That's a lot of words per minute. You want to slow that down so that your message We'll get through. That's true in any situation in which we are talking to people. But with a narcissist, remember, if you put yourself on the same level as he or she, their self-talk is going to increase. and They're going to think, who do you think you are calling me by name? Instead, yes, ma'am, Mr. O'Connor. Always. When I look at the people who have worked for narcissists throughout history, the most successful ever that I've ever seen in my life and I've done a lot of studying. of People who have worked for narcissists and have done it successfully. This is not a political statement at all. Hope Hicks. I mean, Hope Hicks, she was a polo model. That's what she was. Okay, She would dress up. They would take her picture. She was really good at doing that. And she got a job working for a presidential campaign. Within two years, three years, She is a vice president at Fox News in charge of communications, then moved to the White House and is in charge of the White House communications. She's a fashion model. Do you know how she jumped up the ladder, so to speak, so quickly and became what she is? Because she's a smart model. And she recognized right out of the gate, I will never, ever put myself on your level, Mr. President. No, thank you, sir. (laughs) I have to say, she always made time for humor, even at the White House. Like During Inauguration Day, there was a theme where the theme was... Here, show the picture, will you? So you can see there. The theme was, the devil wears Prada. And so as you can see, Hope Hicks dressed... Perfectly, but when she called Kellyanne Conway to tell her about the theme that they were, you know, all going to be implementing, she told Kellyanne that the theme was "The Devil Wears Paddington Bear," and so Kellyanne arrives, you know, giving her her due, properly dressed. If that were the theme, but look, look at the look she's given Hope because of that. <laughs> all Hope did was she was like, "I don't know why she's so angry, sir. You got to have a sense of humor when working for a narcissist." So remember the Hope Hicks lesson. Yes, sir. Thank you, Mr. President. Of course, Mr. President, because that's going to continually reinforce you are up there. And that in the narcissist's mind will make them believe you're smart. I like you. That's what you want. Leave our ego aside. I want you to like me. I want you to want to work with me. And I don't want to unnecessarily create obstacles that we have to overcome. Okay. Honorifics. Great way to start that. By the way, if you've already started working for a narcissist and you are on a first name basis change that start little by little you know saying things like instead of dan think thank you mr o'connor and you can do it almost as if you're joking then get into the habit get into the habit until it's the only thing you use especially when other people are present if for example you've already become you've already started communicating on a first name basis and some employee walks in or the or the boss of the narcissist walks in and asks you a question and you have the opportunity to say, I'm not sure Mr. Jones, Mr. Narcissist. What do you think? Thank you, sir. That's it. And then you deliver the answer back to the other person's boss and they see you treat that narcissist with that level of respect. That narcissist is going to think you are smart. I like you. And then just keep doing it. Number two, Use labels and make sure that your descriptions are action-focused when you're dealing with a narcissist. Here's what I mean by that. In a narcissist's mind, every single person in the world has a label. Everyone. There are many different labels one person might have, but labeled, you are. One of the first labels that you will get from a narcissist is useful or useless, competent or incompetent. Remember that if someone does not have a label in the narcissist's world, it's because they don't matter. Anyone who matters to the narcissist has a label and serves them. How do they serve? Be specific. If you're interviewing with a narcissist, for example, instead of saying things such as, oh, well, I can type. I can program. (laughs) I don't mind cleaning up around the office. I'm a typist, I'm a proofreader, I'm a programmer, and if you'd like me to, I can be a housekeeper. I bring dignity to the jobs that I do. So give me any job, I will do it, I'll be happy, and I'll bring dignity to it. Or, for example, if you're talking about the narcissist, you want to always feed their ego. You want to make it about them. Because if, if, for example, the narcissist, as in the example that I just gave, asked, how did I do, and I were to say things like, that presentation was stunning. What they hear is that presentation <laughs> <was> stunning <laughs> because none of that was about them. Instead, I think you stunned everyone with your presentation. That's still honest. You could stun people in many different ways, but they're going to hear. I think you. You everyone. are a god. For I can't believe I'm not you. That's what they need to hear. Oh, I oh, there's you nobody know like I you. I you. I wish I were yeah. you. They're going to hear, "Oh, I could never be like you, even if I tried. My mother wishes you were her son. Anytime you can turn something into an action focused, instead of saying things like, I think you were really good at persuading people. You persuaded that group masterfully or give them a label. You are a master persuader. That's what you want to always do. You are this. You did this. If you have trouble (laughs) saying things positive to the narcissist, You should get over that pretty soon because the more you start to tell them what they want to hear in their language, you're going to start peeling off the layers and you will start to see that narcissist for what they are and you will start to see the wounds that caused them to be a narcissist to begin with and you're going to try harder to just speak their language because you're no longer bothered by their condition, you sympathize with it. However, until we get to that point, if you have trouble saying things like, I think you are a gifted presenter. Remember that when describing something about the narcissist, when you have to, you know, deliver some type of feedback, instead of positive or negative, you know, I thought it was an excellent or I thought it was a terrible, talk about weight and size. Well, what did I, I thought that was a monumental performance that you gave. That was a heavy presentation. You were huge, huge. Okay. When you talk about weight or size in big terms, they're going to hear what? You're a god. What? I could never hope to be as good as you are. What? You are the center of my and everyone's universe. That's what they hear. That's what they need to hear. Say that. And one last tip on labels. Remember to use possessives for good people, articles for bad people. Because, again, everyone has a label. There's good people. There's bad people. I don't mean necessarily evil people when I say bad. I mean they don't serve the narcissist. They don't worship at the throne of the narcissist. They don't contribute to the narcissist. They don't notice the narcissist. They're bad. They're the stylist. You know, they're the car wash man. They're the doorman. They're the secretary, the receptionist, the manager on floor 84. But if they're good, your stylist does a great job of bringing out your own natural style. Not like that other stylist. You know, the one that styles the other boss, that stylist, I don't know how he gets any work. For example, let's say that your narcissist boss had to choose a speaker for the annual convention and they did not choose Dan O'Connor training. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know. I don't know when he'll learn or she'll learn, but they chose some other, you know, hack speaker. Well, unfortunately, I don't think that speaker was the best fit for this group, but you know, I'm sure that you will find the perfect speaker for next year. Or let's say that they chose Dan O'Connor training. Oh, your speaker selection. Everyone loved your speaker selection. Oh, you couldn't have done a better job. Everyone loved your speaker this year. Dan O'Connor, <sighs> you don't get any better than that. You did a great job. Congratulations. You know, the success of the event you want to take away from the speaker, the success is because the narcissist chose that speaker. That was their selection. That was their choice. Say that. Bad selection? Oh, it wasn't your fault. That just wasn't the best speaker selection, you know? How would you know? Good selection? You did a great job selecting that speaker. Your speaker ruled. See what I mean? (laughs) Okay. Us versus them. Remember, they see the world as with me, against me. Black, white, good, bad. And the way it's all decided is... Are you with me or are you against me? So let's say, for example, we're walking out of that meeting. Did those clients buy? No. Why? Because they're stupid. That's that's why. Stupid, stupid clients. Now, of course, I'm not going to say that about my clients, but I could say something like this. Well, I didn't really hear the benefits being highlighted the way I think those kind of clients might need it highlighted and broken down. You know what I mean? They're a little bit different from your regular clients that I'm sure you're used to, your A-list clients. Yeah. They might need a little bit more explanation, but you know, as a presenter, you can do that. Notice the difference between, I don't really think you highlighted the benefits as much as you could. I think if you delivered more benefit statements, you would get more sales. You would get a better result. I can't say anything negative about the narcissist or I'm doomed. I can, however, group people into, Yes, your A list clients, you know how to talk to them. They're A listers as opposed to, Oh, those clients, they might need things broken down a lot for them. If you know what I mean? Yeah, they might need, you know, people like that. They need things sometimes really spelled out for them. And the truth of the matter is everybody does. So remember your team. They hit it out of the ballpark. You really led them to a huge victory. Your team, you led them. Not a good showing. Well, unfortunately, I believe the team could have done a lot better. But I know that with your leadership, they will. There you go. And find. Remember, your team, your customers. Be very careful about including yourself in that group. You know, if you get a little bit too familiar. And start to say things like, well, I believe our team in taking any credit for the successes of the narcissist. If you were to do something like that, you know, and say, boy, our team really hit it out of the ballpark because, you know, you've been chummy with the narcissist. They like the things that you've been doing. They act as though you guys are great friends. Then you went and took credit for something that they did. Now saying our team is not doing that, but that's how they'll see it. So if you say something like, oh boy, our team really did a great job, don't you think? They're going to think, or even say, Our team? What, do you have a turd in your pocket? Who's our? What are you talking about our team? And you're doomed. Doomed. Don't do that. Do not place yourself on their level. Even if the narcissist puts you on his or her level, and occasionally uses phrases like, I think we did a good job. Yeah, I think our team nailed it. And you believe, okay, now they see me on their level. Remember, when they start talking about you and the narcissist on the same level, when they start using words like we and our, beware, that signals trouble. They're setting you up. Need somebody to blame, something went wrong, you don't even know it yet, they'll put you on that level because they're about to push you right off of it backwards. You won't even see it coming. So beware. And finally, remember this. Active voice versus passive voice. Okay. In an active voice sentence, the subject acts. There's a subject does something. I'm going to break it down in general terms. Usually, the subject of the sentence is the beginning, and it does something when you're using the active voice. For example, I kicked the ball. I am performing an action. The subject is acting. Okay? In the passive voice, the subject receives action. It's not doing anything. It's getting something done to it. That's passive. So instead of, I kicked the ball, The ball was kicked by me. I can leave off the by me. The ball was kicked. Passive voice. The subject is receiving action. Okay? Now, with that lesson in mind, we can use the active voice super effectively in many different situations, actually, when you need to deliver some feedback or some criticism that somebody's a little sensitive to. Instead of saying what you did, tell them what was done. Instead of you made a mistake, a mistake was made. You know, so instead of saying to the narcissist something like, next time I think if you use more benefit language, I think you'd get better results. You know, all they're going to hear is, would someone remind you again why you're not firing me when I'm so incompetent? So instead of saying that, I think that if more specific benefit language were added, then you'd get the results that you're used to and deserve. That's what I mean. When I'm talking about something that's a negative or should be done because it's not being done, that's not about you. That's about a benefit language that should be inserted into the presentation. You can hear it because it's not a criticism of you. And then I'm going to top it off with, then you would get the results that you're used to and deserve. You, you, you. Good things, you. Bad things, not you. Good things. Possessive pronouns. Your team. Bad things. Articles. A team. (laughs) And if you add all of those things up, it changes that message at the beginning into something more along these lines. Now, remember, in our next lesson, we're going to be talking about props. When you're dealing with a narcissist, remember, they are visual people more than any other difficult person at work. A narcissist is shallow. They believe appearances matter more than almost any, almost anybody else because they're worried about their appearance. They are focused on their appearance and they're focused on other people's appearance in relation to them. Remember, all roads lead back to the narcissist. If you're working for a narcissist and you don't have the look down, meaning if you don't know how you're supposed to suit up, what uniform you're supposed to have, how your uniform compares to theirs, what the different tools are, what the different status symbols are, what the different visual cues are. You could make your life so much easier if you just nailed those down. So we will be talking about that in our next lesson. But if I'm working for a boss, for example, and I'm just, you know, it's difficult being so handsome. Don't even risk it. Always wear glasses. Okay, so I'm I'm putting on my glasses. I'm putting on my glasses because now I'm in the, I'm talking to you boss mode, okay? So this is part of my uniform. Well, Mrs. Narcissist, first of all, let me say how grateful I am to learn from a presenter like you, ma'am. When you clarify information while sustaining your energy the way that you did, it shows what a gifted presenter you are. Now, that's it. I wasn't able to hear the benefits being highlighted the way that those types of clients, I think, might need to hear it, you know what I mean? They're not like your A-list clients. I think you know that. So I think that if more benefit language, you know, specific benefit language were added, you'd be able to get the results you deserve and close it the way you normally do. Same message. That can be heard, however, by the narcissist. And what they're going to hear is, yes, I can see who you are. I support you. What do I have to teach you? I'm your faithful servant, and I would love to get a raise. Yep. You don't want me going anywhere because I tell you just what you need to hear. And I'm honest about it. Everyone will see that, and they're going to start to steal me from you. But you're not going to let them because you're going to keep giving me raises. Isn't this a great job? I love it.